everyone. I'm Jensine Bard, and welcome to Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. Revelation 12:11 tells us that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. A testimony of your story for His glory. She is the granddaughter of media empire giant William Randolph Hearst and daughter to Catherine and Randolph Emerson Hearst, the youngest of five boys who would accept Jesus during his third marriage to a born-again Christian and at age 85 enter eternity in December of 2000. You may also know of the famous Hearst Castle, nestled on 80,000 acres in San Simeon and fondly known as, quote, the ranch, to its owners, the late Millicent Hearst and the Hearst Corporation who donated the castle after the death of W.R. Hearst in 1951 to the state of California in 1953 where millions visit each year. The legacy and history is large and the drama as well. The sister of my next guest, Patty Hearst, would become infamous in the 70s as a kidnapped victim and later fugitive with the men who abducted her spend two years in prison, and then eventually be released through presidential pardon. But that's not the story you are about to hear today, ladies and gentlemen. A turn of events would lead my next guest to the feet of Jesus, asking for help. And the impact of that decision would forever mark her life for Christ. And everyone who has the pleasure of meeting Founder and CEO of Praise Him Ministries, former actress, entertainer, political and pro-Israel activist, and black belt in karate. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Miss Victoria Hurst. Victoria, welcome to Testimony. Well, thank you so much, Jensie. And I just want to say about my sister Patty, she was innocent from start to finish. And uh, what happened to her and what the federal courts did to her was really an abomination. So praise God that uh, that Jimmy Carter finally uh, had the uh, heart and God moved him to uh, get my sister out of prison where she never should have been in the first place. Thank you, Victoria, for clarifying that. And I only use your sister's name as a point of reference for oh, sure. those who may not uh, know uh, you as, as well as your sister. But today's story is about you, Victoria, and what Christ has done in your life. I want to thank you for taking the time to be with us on Testimony, where truth is told, lives are changed, and hope is given. And if you are not an example of that, Victoria, I don't know who is. So <laughs> let's get right to it. Would you begin to tell all of us your early beginnings and how you came to faith in Jesus Christ? And then for segment two, uh, I would like to hear more of your story and the incredible work you are doing around the globe. Victoria, please tell us your story. Um, you know, it's funny. I, I usually start off my, my testimony by saying when I got saved, I, I wasn't down and out. I was up and out. Um, you know, I'm, I'm one of the few people who never, never did drugs, never smoked cigarettes, never drank, wasn't, uh, you know, promiscuous, 
had a couple of, uh, you know, boyfriends, and but, you know, wasn't a wild woman. And, uh, you know, I had, ever since I was a kid, I wanted to be in show business, and so I started taking acting and singing and dancing lessons, uh, and that was my aspiration. I also had always wanted to, to be a black belt. Um, there was a lady detective TV show uh, on in the 60s that really inspired me. The, the lead, you know, the, the lead character was a black belt. And it just really got in my heart. So that was, uh, that's one of the great, uh, great things that I was able to accomplish through a lot of hard work and many bruises. <laughs> but uh, it, was, it was fun. And, you know, I moved from uh, the Bay Area to Los Angeles when I was 18, graduated from high school. And, and, you know, that was my goal. And, of course, you know, in our family, we all grew up in church. Um, my parents had five girls. We all grew up in, you know, grade school and Catholic school. And, you know, I get very annoyed when I hear some Christians go, well, you know, Catholics aren't Christians. Well, guess what? If you got John 3.16 and you believe the Bible, you're a Christian. <laughs> Amen. So, you know, get over it. Um, but it gave me a great love for Jesus Christ. It gave me a great, you know, knowledge and study of the Bible. But, you know, when I kind of got out of grade school and, and into eighth grade and what have you, and, you know, I, I did what a lot of people did, which was, you start to kind of drift away, and you go to church seldom, and you start to believe what the world says. And, you know, I started to believe that, you know, um, homosexuality was normal and that premarital sex was okay and, you know, made the mistake of uh, living with a couple of, you know, with a couple of guys and uh, in my career. As a matter of fact, the last one I lived with is how I got saved. I like to tell women that there's nothing like a bad man to drive you to Jesus and uh, came to the Lord. But, you know, I had everything. I had, you know, the, the cars and, and the apartments and the money and the furs and the social life and, and the travel. And, um, but I made the primary mistake of, and many women do, and it's still being fed even more so to young girls in our society, which is that sex equals love. And sex is a part of love within a marriage but it is not uh as it is too often portrayed as it's something you do first and then you see maybe if the relationship will work out right now you say that you were in a quote bad relationship how bad was it can you elaborate it was very emotionally abusive and uh my dad's father was very kind of critical and emotionally abusive to his kids um, and to his five sons. And mm -hmm. as we all know, there are things that get passed down in families, and some things are good and some things are bad. And what Christians, you know, as Christians, we normally refer to as a family curse. And it can be alcoholism or drug addiction or violence or adultery or, um, you know, emotional abuse. And, you know, in our family, it was, uh, you know, emotional abuse. And it wasn't all the time, um, but my dad could say some very unpleasant things to his daughters um, when he was angry and what have you. And so I kind of, you know, the devil is, is um, he doesn't play fair and he doesn't take prisoners. And uh, sure enough, uh, I wound up in, in the few relationships, which is, relationship is such a, it's such a useless word now when you're talking about male-female 
um, relationships. It really means in the secular world, you know, you get together, you get physical, and then you kind of see if it works, and if it doesn't, it's sort of like using Kleenex, you know? You blow your nose on it, and then you see, uh, you know, what happens, and then you throw it away. So relationship, as far as, a, you know, love and intimacy, is, has really become such a an empty, useless word, because hookup would probably be, be more descriptive than trying to call it a, a true relationship. Right. But uh, my experiences with men had, uh, had never been particularly good, and then I always managed to find someone who you know, always wound up being, you know, emotionally, verbally unkind. And the last guy was an actor and a director in 1994. And I thought, aha, you know, this is it. And he was tall and he was handsome and, you know, very sexy. And I thought, ah, this is it. Finally, I've got it. And I just want to tell any women who are listening, um, if the guy has been divorced twice and has a string of ex-girlfriends, ladies, you ain't special. Amen. And I thought, ah, oh, I'm going to be the special one, and, you know, this is going to work out. And, of course, it didn't. And, and he was, again, he was very verbally critical, um, emotionally abusive. Um, there were times, you know, the devil can really get hold of your mind. And sometimes we always say, well, why would a woman stay in a relationship or in a marriage where the man is emotionally or verbally abusive or he's physically abusive? Because he's got your mind. The enemy has your mind. It's like being in a cult. Right. I always thought that I was very independent and I would never put up with this, and yet I did. Well, let me ask you a question, Victoria, for our listeners out there. Now, your um, father, admittedly, was critical, and some would term that as emotional abuse. So as a kid, when you're growing up... You soak things up, whatever, good or bad, like right. a sponge. And so whether we want to or not, we translate that into our present being. So do you think that is part of the reason why you were receptive, in a way, to someone that would do the same? Yeah, it, you build up a tolerance. And Dad wasn't unkind all the time, but, you know, he had his moments. And, and Mom used to say, well, you know, his father treated him like that. And at one point when I finally, you know, was having about enough with, with the last boyfriend, Bob, I just said, well, you know what, then maybe he needs to go to counseling and get over it. Fortunately, you know, Dad has, was on his third wife. He'd gotten, of course, divorced from my mother and was on the third wife who was a born-again Christian, and he got saved. Thank you, Jesus. Um, so the last five years of Dad's life, uh, God restored our relationship. And it was really... The, that's what I truly looked at as my true father-daughter relationship with, you know, with my dad was those last five years of his life you know, after he got saved. Wow. Now, I have so much that I want to cover with you in these two segments. I could talk to you for hours. I can tell this already, and we need a longer show. For our <laughs> listeners, I just want to say you're single, correct? Okay, very talented, a bold witness for Jesus Christ, and seemingly, Victoria, from everything I've read, watched, and listened to, you are making the most of the life God has given you. So quick question, is there a husband in your future? And if there is, what does he look like inside and out for you? Uh, 
um, if there's a man in my future who haven't got a clue, after the bad mistakes, you know, the bad decisions that I've made, after the last one where, thank you, God, I got saved out of it, um, I just, uh, you know, I'm, I mourned um, the loss of the bad man, and I was able to get, really get into the Word of God and forgive, because I had to heal from all of that, and I knew I had to forgive Bob and pray right. for him, which I did. Um, he never said he was sorry. Um, I never got a chance to have that conversation with him, but that's not what forgiveness is about, and that's a whole other show. Forgiveness is not about the other person's ever saying they're sorry. If they do, that's nice. But right. our job is not as Christians to wait until someone says they're sorry before they forgive them. We have to forgive them, and if they never say they're sorry, God does the rest. Amen. After that, I, you know, I must admit, I did. I would cry. I would say, God, why am I alone? Um, you know, this is tough, and, and, you know, he gave me assignments, and then finally had me, sent me to Israel, etc., and then finally in 2001 had me start praising ministries. Um, but after a while, I just kind of got over it, and I just said, God, if you've got somebody for me, you send them. But I want the angel Gabriel standing next to him with a big sign saying, this one is safe, love God. Ladies and gentlemen, you've been listening to Victoria Hurst, founder of PraiseHimMinistries.org. We're going to hear more of Victoria's story next week on Testimony. Victoria, thank you for being with us. I look forward to learning more about you, your ministry, and what our listeners can do to get behind your incredible work all around this globe. Thank you, and God bless you. Thank you, Jensie. Testimony is a global broadcast made possible by the generous contributions of our valued partners at Jensine Bard Ministries and you, our listening audience. Together, we are reaching souls for Christ, one testimony at a time. If you would like information on how you can support this broadcast with your tax-deductible gift, please visit us at jensinebard.com. That's one word, J-E-N-S-I-N-E-B-A-R-D.com. And join the conversation at our Facebook page, Testimony with Jensine Bard. Thank you for listening, and please join us again for Testimony. Testimony.